There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. What a blessing it is to be able to return to the podcast and begin recording again for the podcast. We certainly are thankful for each of those men that tuned in during the last couple of weeks and thankful for the revival services we had. Uh, We were able to post some of the messages out there. It's been a little bit more difficult bringing myself away to record than I thought it would be. And uh, numerous people have told us, they say, the third child is always the most difficult one. Well, I can see why in the sense of how busy we are and uh, trying to keep track of two and add a third one in the mix. And uh, of course, mom is having to feed the baby and take care of the baby and Uh, And so it's been pretty busy around the McVeigh household, but the Lord has given us the opportunity to record again. And we're so thankful for Brother Colburn, uh, for Brother Barnes, for Brother Vernon. I know Brother Maury also filled in for us. Before that, we had Brother Hockenbury uh, had given us a message to preach. And so we certainly are thankful for each person that was able to fill in for us and help out on the podcast. We're going to return to doctrine. And I'm going to say this, we're going to return to the daily doctrine. Uh, that we've been doing, but we're going to change gears just slightly. And now we've been in the Psalms, we've looked at the Messianic Psalms, and what we've done is we've broken down Messianic Psalms. That's been what we've tried to accomplish these last several months on the podcast, pretty much since we started. And to do that, we have to analyze the Psalms. We have to look at Jesus Christ in the Psalms, and we have to see him, and we do that by faith. And we can't do it outside of faith. These things are revealed to us of the Spirit of God, by the Spirit of God. And so we see Jesus Christ by faith. Why? We have the witness of God in us. These people say, well, I don't see those things. Well, you better find out why you don't see those things. Could it be that the teaching of yesteryear has told you that you have more wisdom or you have more knowledge if you go to other versions or go to other study helps or maybe if you learn different languages? Or do you believe the King James Bible? And I think it would be kind of silly to carry a King James Bible and promote a King James Bible and not believe the very book that you promote, the very book that you you say you cling to. And so, again, we believe God, and we believe the Word of God, and we believe that God is true. Let God be true, and every man a liar. And so that's why we've come and done this podcast, is we've tried to prove Jesus Christ in the Psalms. Now, we've stopped in Psalm 18. We did not finish Psalm 18, but we've stopped concerning teaching in that Psalm. We're going to continue with the Lord's help, Lord willing, tomorrow with Psalm 22. And Psalm 22 is one of those great Messianic Psalms, widely accepted as a Messianic Psalm. And uh, some of these are very widely accepted. But the problem you have is that when you go to Protestant study helps and you go to traditional study helps, many of those men did not have the light that we have today. There has been information that has been given out so frequently and so often in this day in which we live. And men study the Word of God. They build a wealth of knowledge concerning the King James Bible that Matthew Henry didn't have. 
Can I say this? Oliver Green didn't have. I listen to Oliver Green almost every day on the radio when we're home. And there's times I listen to Brother Green say some things. And a far greater preacher than I'll ever be. A great man of God, a respected man of God, been dead for close to 50 years. And yet his voice still is on the radio. But there's things that I listen to him say. And I say he is absolutely wrong. And it's not because I think I'm better than Oliver Green. It's not because I think I'm smarter than Oliver Green. I have more light and more access to things today because of the study of the Word of God, that God has manifest himself through men. One of those men was a convert of Oliver Green, and he just believed the Word of God. He believed this King James Bible, and he taught several men that God has put in my life that also believe this King James Bible. And those men have strengthened me concerning believing the Word of God. And so certainly Oliver Green uh, preached to hundreds of thousands of people, far more than I could ever imagine preaching to. He's a holy man of God. He was a great man of God, yet he was wrong in some things. There will be a day that I will look back on my ministry and I'll say, you know what? I was wrong about that. There will be a day probably in my lifetime, if the Lord does not return, he gives me 20, 25 years of life. I'll look at the Psalms and I'll say, you know what? When I had that little podcast back in 2022, I preached this wrong. Because again, we're looking at an infallible book with fallible men and through fallible eyes. And so we learn a lot of things that years past that we carry on traditionally in our lives that are in error. And a lot of them we get from study helps. A lot of them we get from men of wisdom. It's amazing to me how many times you look up a hard passage in the Word of God and you'll look it up and you'll say, you know what? Uh, these men haven't helped me one bit with this because they don't have any light into this passage either. And you look it up in Clark, and you look it up in in, in Henry, and you look it up in modern commentary, and you look it up uh, with Seitler, and even Oliver Green, and you look up more modern, and guys today, John Phillips, and you'll say, you know what, they don't have insight to this. They don't understand what this is saying. And I'm in the same position today. And so therefore, when we teach these Psalms, our hope is that you would see not just the Psalms, not just the wisdom of Tim McVeigh, certainly, for there is very little wisdom there, but that you would see an infallible book with an infallible creator who made all things, by him all things exist, and he's given us this word of God. It's a perfect book. It's a pure book. It's a holy book, and you can believe the word of God. That is our motive. We started in Psalm chapter 6, O Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. And we went to Job 16 and Psalm 22 and Psalm 36, and we looked at the chastening hand of God upon his own son. And now he judged his own son, how it pleased the Lord to bruise him. And we talked about the bones of Jesus Christ. But then we talked about the soul of Jesus Christ. And might I say, one of the things that God has given us, and those of you that listen to the podcast daily, you're going to be accountable for this and understanding this now, because God's shown you this through the word of God for certain about the soul of Jesus Christ. One time, not too many years past, I preached about the soul of Jesus Christ being made an offering for sin, and a man of renown, a man with a good reputation, a man of wisdom. He said to me, he said, I have never heard that preached. And he said it kind of in a derogatory sense. He said, I don't know anybody that believes that. And I just had to say, well, just because nobody else believes it doesn't mean it's wrong. Uh, just because 
nobody else has ever preached it where you've heard doesn't make it wrong. And again, we have to shake off the old notions of the past because some of them have been in error. Some of them have just been traditional, yet void of the word of God. And so we teach this with, uh, with the idea of giving understanding to believe this blessed old book. Dear preacher friend of ours, his wife was told many years ago uh, by, by someone dealing with her about her soul and about the condition of her soul. And it says, well, you know, can't you live with what you have? And she said, I don't want a salvation I can live with. I want a salvation I can die with. And can I say, I don't want a Bible that I can live with. I want a Bible that I can die with. I want a Bible that I can not only live by and continue my life by, but I can die by it and I can die with it and I can die believing it and then pass it on to my children that they can believe it and that they can die with it. That's the Bible that I want. That is this King James Bible. So again, we look at the Psalms and we've looked through the Psalms at Jesus Christ up into Psalm 18, Psalm by Psalm. Now we get into some areas. There might be a verse or two that you'll see in other Psalms that refer certainly to Jesus Christ. Sometimes it is him speaking from the other side. Sometimes it is him in the land of the living. Other times he's looking for the land of the living. And yet we see the prophecy. We see David was that great prophet of God. That's what Peter said about him is he was a great prophet of God. And what a great prophet he was. Jesus Christ himself said in Matthew 16 and 17, when he asked Peter, and he asked him concerning himself, and he says, you know, who am I basically, Peter? And he said this, he said, who am, or whom ye say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And then one of the great fallacies of today is they twist this verse when he says, I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And they say, oh, Peter, they built the church on Peter. No, the rock is Jesus Christ. He is that chief cornerstone. And he's saying to Peter, I'm going to build my church upon this rock, which is Jesus Christ, and you, Peter, are going to help me to build this church. He's an apostle of God. And so then the Lord gives him that great message that he preaches. And it's one of the reasons that God used him when he said this, for it's written in where? In the book of Psalms. That's Acts 1 and verse 20. Let his habitation be desolate. Let no man dwell therein. Let, uh, let his bishopric another take. And so again now, we're looking at Peter who is speaking. He is building the church. And he even says, as it is written, where? In the book of Psalms. And so he understood that these things were prophetic. He understood that these things were in prophecy. He understood that these things were speaking of Jesus Christ. That's why he said in verse 25 of Acts chapter 2, again, Peter preaching, Peter speaking, God has revealed it to him. He said, for David speaketh concerning him, who? Jesus Christ, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. It's been revealed to him. And so now he's preaching in Acts chapter 2 of that Christ. And he says, him, who? Jesus Christ, being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken, he said, and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. That's verse 23 of Acts chapter 2. So again, he's speaking of Jesus Christ, whom God hath raised up. There's the resurrection. There's the death, according to the scriptures. There's the burial, according to the scriptures. And there's the resurrection, again, according to the scripture. Having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. 
For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. So a man again, and again, a good man. I'm not trying to negate that. A good man. He says, I've never heard that preached. Well, it's the greatest message that's ever preached. It's the message at Pentecost. 3,000 were saved that day because they believed Jesus Christ. And so it's not foreign to us today. It's become foreign because all we hear today is a steady diet of encouraged, be clothed, be fed, encouragement, encouragement, encouragement. Oh, you're depressed. Hey, you know, you just need Jesus. Hey, you're a little feeling down in the dumps. You just need Jesus. A steady diet of uplifting with encouragement and, and things that will take you through tomorrow and let's get through the next day. And there's a lack of doctrine in the word of God. And doctrine is meat. He told us that. Doctrine is strength. And when you believe the doctrine of the Word of God, you won't need as much encouragement. And I'll say this, when you believe the Word of God, you don't need any encouragement. God will give you that courage through the Word of God to press on for the glory of God. The book of Luke, Jesus Christ speaking in chapter 24 and verse 44, he said to them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled. So now he's telling us that this is prophecy. That's why Peter called David a prophet, that David, by foreknowledge, could see these things, and he spake of these things concerning Christ. Why? Because the Scripture must be fulfilled. Which Scripture? He says, which was written in the Law of Moses, and in the Prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Then in, in Luke 20 and verse 42, and David himself saith in the book of Psalms, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand. So again, we see these things in the scriptures, unfolding in the scriptures concerning Jesus Christ. Now, the word of God told us in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. That's why line upon line, line upon line, precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. It must be so. Why? Because it's profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That's what the Word of God tells us. And so we know also then in the book of 2 Peter, he told us in verse 20 of chapter 1, and he said it on this wise, knowing that first that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation, but the prophecy came in old time, excuse me, the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So how does David tell us these things? Because he was moved by the Holy Ghost. How did David know these things? Because he was moved by the Holy Ghost. It wasn't his will. This wasn't just David's thinking. This wasn't David's wisdom. This wasn't David's mind. This was the mind of God speaking through David the ministry of the Holy Ghost given us the Word of God. And by the way, that same Word of God exists today. and exists in the English language in the King James Bible. And how we thank the Lord for that. And how we bless the name of the Lord for that. We have this very confidence that I can take this book that sets before me that I preach with every single time I'm on the podcast. It is a pre-1985 Cambridge text. No cross-references. 
Amen. It was a special printing. We call it the Shankles Bible, affectionately. It was a special printing that was run. The manuscript sat upon a shelf for many years up in Michigan. An evangelist by the name of Willis Shankles contacted them and said, hey, I would like to have those scriptures bound in leather, and I'd like to purchase them. And so he bought close to 150 of these. We call it the Shankles Bible, affectionately, because we wouldn't have this had not Willis Shankles invested in the Word of God. But he invested in the Word of God. And I preach with this Bible, and I teach with this Bible, because I believe this Bible. I believe it's the Word of God. You say, why does all I have to do with the Shankles Bible? I'm just telling you how I got this Bible. Amen. I have another Bible a man handed me one day. I don't call it the Hand Me Bible. Amen. It's just the Bible. But I thank God for this particular Bible. It's the Bible I preach with. It's the Bible I teach with. It's the Bible I instruct with. It's the Bible that God has given me to sit behind this microphone, and I believe it. And I believe it's the Word of God. I believe that David was a holy man of God. He spake as he was moved by the Holy Ghost. God gave him utterance to speak, and it was a benefit to me, and it's continued to be a benefit to me in my life and in my family's life. It will change our lives forever. And now we thank God for the precious word of God. Tomorrow, with the Lord's help, we'll get into Psalm 22 from this King James Bible. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to Turn to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.